1: Welcome to Smart People Podcast, conversations that satisfy your curious mind. Chris Stemp here. Thanks for joining me. Let's talk about business. You know, we throw those in every now and again. It is an important part of our world. So I got an interesting guest today. His name is Clay Clark. You've actually probably read some of Clay's material on entrepreneur.com, if that's your type of thing. Clay is an author, entrepreneur, and business coach. And he was crowned the Small Business Entrepreneur of the Year by the SBA. Kind of a big deal. Aside from that, I really want to have Clay on to talk about the new company he founded and has raised millions of dollars to get it off the ground, which is Thrive15.com. So here's the thing. You know we're huge fans of education here. We talk about it all the time. You guys love learning new stuff, soaking up new things, and you do that so that you can have an impact on this world. With this democratization of education, there's a lot of online learning platforms. And that's what Thrive 15 is. Thrive15.com is a place where you can get 15-minute online courses taught by millionaires, mentors, and other extremely successful individuals. For example, David Robinson, you know, the basketball player, he's on there, and he talks about leadership. There is the former VP of operations for Disney, which we're actually trying to have on the show as well, Lee Cockrell. And it's just a bunch of really fantastic mentors in your pocket almost. And the 15-minute videos are great. You can learn everything from branding, marketing, PR, customer service, accounting. It's kind of your MBA quickly that you're going to pay attention to without going six figures into debt. Anyways, you'll see in the episode, we do get a little more philosophical. I really wanted to ask him about this entrepreneur idea because you probably know by now, I'm not sold on the hype around the word and I get a handle on what he believes it means to be an entrepreneur and why it's difficult, why it's exciting. But at the end of the conversation, I really enjoyed talking to Clay. He let me, he gave me a password to go poke around the site. I did. I kind of got addicted to it. I asked him, Hey, I think this is something our users would enjoy this wasn't planned. And he was like, hey, you know, become an affiliate of ours. And we haven't done affiliate stuff other than Amazon, kind of on purpose. We have sponsorships, obviously. But so we are now an affiliate with Thrive 15. If you want 30 days for completely free to go learn everything you want about business, go to Thrive 15 and just use the offer code smart people. Go ahead, poke around 30 days for free. Why not? Use smart people. You can find us at smartpeoplepodcast.com. Let us know what you think subscribe on iTunes, but most importantly, enjoy the show. All right, Clay, well, thank you so much for being on the show. I can't wait to talk to you and dive into this this buzzword of entrepreneurship, as well as talk about businesses you've started and Thrive 15, which is an amazing website. And actually, I will be launching a new podcast in a few months called Thrive. So I thought that the, uh, the synergy was just, you know, too much to pass and I couldn't wait to talk to you.
2: Oh, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so
1: I've, I've had the chance to watch some of your videos online. You know, one of the things I find about quote unquote entrepreneurs or business people is a lot of it's bravado. A lot of it in the world where you're everywhere, um, you know, people can find you everywhere. You have to act as if all the time. And one of the things I, I've appreciated, at least, you do a, either a great job of putting up a front, or at its core, it's just here's who I am. You know, I've done some good stuff, but I'm nobody special. Let's help the world do it. How, yeah, what's absolutely. that sound like?
2: Well, here's the thing: is um, you know, I took my ACT uh, three times uh, to get into college at Oral Roberts University. Uh, I took algebra three times and never really did uh, get that uh, too too well there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the thing is is that um, unlike the game of basketball where you know, uh, some people can jump pretty well and then they can train physically to jump higher, um, but some people will just never jump 40 inches. You know, In the game of basketball, there's a certain amount of talent it takes to play the NFL. I don't have talent to play in the NFL. I don't have talent to play basketball. I don't have that kind of talent to golf. But in the world of entrepreneurship and business, really like anybody – Anybody, I mean, literally anybody can learn how to start and grow a successful business. And to me, that's just exciting. You know, it's a game that everyone can play.
1: What is the kind of benefit, if you will, of being an entrepreneur? And the reason I asked that question is because it wasn't always the case where that was the thing to aim for. I don't think. And now it's like, if you're not an entrepreneur, you didn't make it. You're not strong enough. You're never going to be rich. You know, you're not going to be in a magazine. And so I always, when I get people who are focused in this niche or genre, I'm like, tell me, is it magical? Who, you know, why is it great? All that good stuff.
2: Well, okay. I have five kids. um, And obviously to have five kids, I have to schedule some time to hit on my wife. (laughs) I have to have some time freedom. Um, I enjoy uh, taking my kids, uh, taking one of my kids to work every Friday if possible. Uh, There was just a Fast Company article about that, but I just, I love doing that. I love to bring my kids in on video shoots. Um, I love to bring my kids with me when I travel. I love to just be a dad who I want to teach my kids business and entrepreneurship. And, you know, if I worked um, at, a, I worked at a place called tax and accounting software companies as an intern back in the day. I worked at Target. You know, Applebee's. If you're at Applebee's and you're like, uh, your boss says, "How you doing, Clay?" and I say, "Well, what's up, bro? I just brought my kids with me." You know, one, I probably can't call my boss pro, And two, I probably can't bring my kids with me to Applebee's to work my shift with me. You know, mm-hmm. and in the world of entrepreneurship, you can. So the world of entrepreneurship, what you do is if you can just think, I mean, if you're listening to this right now, if you can just think about where you're at and contrast that to where you want to be and then figure out, well, how much does that cost? All you got to do is build a business model that allows you to earn that much money and bam, you can do it. So entrepreneurship. At the, at the end of the day, it allows you to do this thing called, it creates this thing called the pod, which is it gives you more possibilities, more options, and more dreams. That right there is entrepreneurship.
1: Let's take, for example, people that work for you. They, yeah. you know, they're employees as True. opposed to entrepreneurs. So you're advocating for the entrepreneurial track, yet yeah. you, you know, require and rely on employees how do you differentiate, like, hey, you should be an entrepreneur, but not too many of you because I need you to work for me?
2: Yeah, well, you got, you got really um, – I want to kind of break that down because it's a great question, but I want to break it down in a couple different levels. Is One is Tony Shea, who's you know, famous for building Zappos. You know, he teamed up with a guy and took that company to the next level. Um, Tony Shea talks about how he fires people that he doesn't like. You know, if you get a chance to Google that, there's all sorts of quotes he has about how if he doesn't like the people he works with, then he's going to fire them. And people are like, well, that's so mean. Well, not really, because if you went to work for Tony Shea, you would love it. If You know, if if he kept you there, right? Because you would love him, and he would love you, and it would be a good thing. But if you didn't like it, then he would release you to go do something else. So I've created a culture at my businesses where I had to have the same philosophy. So I only hire people that, like, kind of appreciate Adam Sandler humor. Uh, they love, like, epic movies like Braveheart. You know, we all have an appreciation for music. There's tons of music, uh, musicians in my office. Um, we work really hard, but we play hard. I mean, if we're going to get into the end zone, we're going to get hit a lot. So we get to the end zone, we want to spike it and celebrate. And then I explain to people that working for me, I'm trying to teach them the skills needed so that they could someday become a successful entrepreneur. And so I've had probably three dozen guys who've worked uh, with me who have now gone on to start businesses, guys and gals. You know, so my thing is, I look at it as like an incubator. You're here, you're helping people learn the skills uh, needed to become a successful entrepreneur. And so if I hired you tomorrow to work in, let's say, our sales department, uh, maybe four months later you might be working in uh, PR, and three months later you might be working in accounting, and I'll move you around. I'm helping you get those skills. So that eventually you can move on to the next level as if you become a boss or a manager or you move on and you start your own business.
1: Yeah. And I think you hit on something that's really important and was a turning point for me in, in my, the way I looked at entrepreneurship was I've found that a lot of people that want to start their own business actually do so because they've worked in environments that they disagree with. They felt out of place. Um, they felt disrespected and they said, I want to create a place where people want to come and do good things and really foster that great work environment. I mean, it's kind of the Starbucks mentality or the Costco mentality. And so I wonder if for everyone out there who goes, oh, everybody tells me to be an entrepreneur. If it's really, you know, if you're not meant to be an entrepreneur, just find the work environment and lifestyle that works for you.
2: Absolutely. You know, there's an example, but there's a... Uh, Whole Foods uh, or Chipotle. I mean, what's the culture at those two places? You go in at Chipotle. Most guys have big gauge earrings, right? They usually have a tattoo on their arm, right? They usually have a certain vibe. If they work in Whole Foods or Chipotle, you kind of get the cultural norm there, right? Mm -hmm. A little bit hipster, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Super friendly, super customer service, very uh, connected, very, you know... And if you go find a guy who's excelling at one of the big accounting firms, you know, he's probably a little more buttoned up, probably a little more intense about some analytical stuff. And so you want to do is find a culture where you need to work, where you you, you can thrive personally. And so uh, you really need to make sure that you you find that right culture. And I would just encourage you that, that if you're out there listening to this, if you are at a job that you don't like and you're going, man, this job makes me want to take a nail gun to my head. Uh, don't take the nail gun to your head. Just start looking for jobs that have the right culture that's right for you or start your own business.
1: I'm glad that we touched on this as well. So I'm sure being an entrepreneur, have you heard of Marie Forleo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so she does these videos and I think they're great. One day I'll have her on the show. But she answers these questions oftentimes that are really authentic And I know entrepreneurs out there have them. And here's one I've always had. And I'm interested in your take, which is so I've worked for, say, a decade trying to get to pretty much where I am now. I mean, it was it was 10 years of a lot of hard work and and just difficulties throughout. And now that I'm kind of at this point where I work from home mostly, um, I've got a couple of businesses, all of them, which I really like. Sometimes I feel a little guilty and I feel like, wow, you know, if, if we're on here talking to people going, if you don't like your job, find a new one. But there always has to be people that are working in the cubes that are, you know, doing some of the menial labor.
2: Yeah, you- well, let's let's talk about this for a second. I'm not going to uh, wax poetic on, on uh, uh, my theological worldviews because uh, I'm not qualified to do that. But let me just work. I think there's a huge spirituality that most entrepreneurs have. There's a holistic thing. I mean, when you're an entrepreneur, you try, to have, you try to be a great husband. You try to be a great father. You try to be a great business person. You try to be, you know, it's, it's faith, family, finances all rolled up into one. That's what an entrepreneur is. So I'm going to just get into that for just a second. I believe that no matter what job you have right now, our job is to, is to do three things. One, it's to over-deliver to exceed the expectations of every single human you come in contact with. If at all possible, that's your definite chief aim, is to over-deliver, right? The second is you want to build this thing called the mastermind. And when you over-deliver, you start to build this thing called the reputation. So when you over-deliver, you start to build this thing called the reputation and as a mastermind, it's, it's key connections that can help you get from where you are to where you want to be. So you have over-deliver, the mastermind. And the third is you need to learn. I mean, I worked at Target. I mean, I worked at Target. I was at Target. I was the guy who was, you know, if you wanted to buy some underwear, for some reason you decided not to check out with the underwear and you left it in the produce department. It was my job to take the underwear from the produce department and put it back into the underwear area. And I had to do this every day, you know, for eight hours. That was my job, you know. Then I got, I moved up to electronics. And my job is when you said, hey, where's the Michael Bolton CDs? Mm-hmm. I would say, oh, they're over here, right over this area. This is where they are. That was my job. And at times I felt overqualified for that job. But here's the deal. I had to over deliver. I had to build that mastermind. And I had to learn. And I took those principles, those things that I've learned, and I've now been able to extrapolate, extrapolate those learning opportunities and actually uh, juxtapose them into my own business today. So today, a lot of the systems I learned at Target, I'm now taking those and I'm, I'm adding those to my own business. So I, I encourage you, every business, every job you have, every speaking event you might do, every everything you're at, you're there because you, it's, a, it's a step up to where you need to be. It's a step up. It's a learning opportunity. And that's what's going to allow you to earn big bucks. It's your reputation plus your practical, your practical education. That determines your compensation. So... You're working at Target or Applebee's. I mean, you wouldn't believe how many of the systems from Applebee's I actually put in to my businesses today. It's crazy.
1: I'm so glad you used that analogy, actually, because or example, because I've been in Target and I've been like holding, I don't know, 10 different things. And I go last minute. Oh, I don't want these jeans. So I lay them over the yeah. you know the candy aisle. And, and I, honestly, I go, damn, man, I just made somebody's job just a little bit more difficult. And I've thought about that. But your point being, I mean, most of us have been there. I mean, I cold called, you know, 300 people a day for for an insurance company and I worked at a driving range and I lifted luggage at an airport, you know. And so I, I really appreciate the fact that it's like, look, you might be where you are, but that doesn't mean you're stuck there. And that was kind of your your message that I got that I took uh, away from that.
2: Again, you, you, you're building a reputation. It's, uh, Andrew Carnegie talks about this in the book, The Gospel of Wealth, his autobiography, but he basically explains the formula for success is that your reputation plus your practical education will determine your compensation. Mm. So I mean you're building a reputation, you're learning practical skills and you're going to make more in the end.
1: Yeah. So Shh. let's talk about and I appreciate all that. That was just all off the cuff. I really just wanted to kind of those are yeah. all questions this word entrepreneurship even though I kind of consider myself one, I don't think I've ever called myself that or or at least it carries some something there. You know, so
2: there's a lot of coffee shops filled with people who call themselves entrepreneurs and they're really just unemployed, busy people.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So, so you, you got to be careful. But well, I, I would say if entrepreneurship, if, if in the game of football, you're graded by what's the score of the game? I mean, if I, hey, how good of a football player are, are, are you? Well, what's the score? You know, Let's go look at the scoreboard. How good of a baseball player are you? Let's look at the stats. Entrepreneurship, how good of an entrepreneur are you? Let's look at the stats. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, it's really, I mean, entrepreneurship is about being able to solve a problem that people have in exchange for the compensation that you want to do what you want.
1: Now let's take a quick break for a message from our sponsors that help make this show completely free to you. Let me ask you something. Do you think you'll have enough money to retire? Not necessarily. Hidden broker fees and unexpected taxes make your advisor and Uncle Sam richer while you slave away through your 70s. Not with future advisor. Future Advisors' Nobel Prize winning strategy and intuitive financial software ensures you get the most out of your investments so you're able to retire sooner. They've been featured in Fortune, Wall Street Journal, and Fox News. And their software is so efficient, they'll show you where your current portfolio is lacking and how to fix it for free. Just plug in your investments and let Future Advisor take it from there. The whole thing takes two minutes. Make the changes yourself, or if you'd like future advisor will manage your portfolio for a fraction of what your advisor charges. So I tried it out and I went in and I found out when it comes to taxes and fees, I'm doing pretty well. I actually got A's. What's cool is I now get to say, okay, I'm not paying too much, but I'm also not maximizing my profits and I'm going to try and make the changes on my own. But the cool thing is it was all free. So if you have any type of retirement account, do what I did. Go to futureadvisor.com slash smart people and get this free portfolio analysis. Future Advisor, a report about your money and a plan for the future in under two minutes free. Go to futureadvisor.com slash smart people. Now back to the show. We had the opportunity to interview Peter Buffett, Warren Buffett's son. Hmm. And he said, My dad loves his job every day. He goes on and on talks about it. And he says, but he never cared about the money. And and we've a lot of us have heard that about Warren Buffett, but hearing it from him, he said it was just the scorecard. And that's kind of exactly what you're saying.
2: Boom. There you go.
1: So in your mind, what is an entrepreneur?
2: An entrepreneur is somebody who is solving a problem that a human has, that a human's willing to pay for all the time. That's what they're doing. So your entrepreneur is solving problems that these humans are having. So I have a problem like man, my feet itch you know I don't know why, why do my feet itch? I don't know at the time my, last time my feet were itching, I think I was like a 22 as I was 20 years old, was playing a little bit. I hadn't got married yet You know, I was right in that almost married phase was playing a lot of basketball. Uh, you know when you're in that dude that singled him, you're not really you know probably do be the most hygienic. Well, I get like a rash on my foot get athlete's foot right? So an entrepreneur is like, whoa, we need to make sure that there's a million dudes that have feet that smell like funk and they itch. I need to solve that problem. Okay, I'll come up with this powder they can put on their feet and boom, doesn't itch anymore. And then I, as a consumer, am saying, man, I'm willing to pay for that powder to put on my foot because that itch is making me crazy. (laughs) So an entrepreneur is just finding a problem that the world has and is solving it. And then they're charging people for the solution. And if people won't pay for your solution, then you're really not doing too great as an entrepreneur. And if people won't pay for the solution, then you're an entrepreneur that's doing well.
1: Now, do you believe kind of at your core that the amount of money you make is directly, has direct correlation to how many people you help serve, problems you fix? Or is it ever just, well, you marketed it the best?
2: Uh, well, the thing is, is that the customer can be tricked uh, the customer can be manipulated. The customer can be uh, taken advantage of. Um, you know, I, I'm a big Star Wars guy, you know, uh, but, you know, the Star Wars religion, you got the dark side, you got the lights, you know, you got, the, you got the, you know, the dark side of the force. You ever want to do that? Then you got the force that, you know, kind of give you a good side. Well, the idea is the force, these principles can be used for good or bad. And I see a lot of people who are entrepreneurs who use these really trickster marketing moves, and they do. They do make some money. But let me tell you what they don't do. They, they don't build their reputation. They don't build a consistency of compensation. And they ultimately um, don't feel too good about themselves. They can start to develop dissonance and feel horrible inside. So I would say you have a great product and a great marketing. It's both. To have a sustained, you know, a, a, a sustained level of success.
1: And while we're actually on the subject, probably should have started more with this, but I want to get a little bit better of an idea on your background. And so, uh, you know, in doing the research, obviously, you know, I know you've started a bunch of companies. The thing that kind of stuck out with me is you've you've won uh, some awards that I didn't quite understand. They sound amazing. You know, entrepreneur of the year here and I I don't even know what all of them mean. I was hoping you could kind of define How you earn those, and how you get to the point of like, hey, I know what I'm talking about as an entrepreneur, as opposed to just, you know, the people that say, oh, "Oh, I can teach this.
2: uh, I got the most enthusiastic award in a high school. (laughs) The whole uh, what what, is the uh, uh, the uh, uh, the cross cross country running, cross country Mm -hmm. running, because they, you know, there was like no other really thing they could say nice about me. I was terrible. I didn't like it, but I was enthusiastic. You know, hey. And there's business awards like that. Um, there's are out there. But the, uh, the Small Business Administration looks at entrepreneurs and says, hey, you've been nominated because of your growth year to year or because of your bottom line profitability or because of your whatever. The, and, it, and it's a deal where if you're dealing with the Small Business Administration, it's all sorts of auditing and you're getting – you know, there's all sorts of background checks and they're looking at your certified financials. And it's sort of invasive. I mean I feel like I got like a colonoscopy right. or something like that. So that's, that's maybe, that's a little intense. An Entrepreneur of the Year Award in the SBA means a lot because the Small Business Administration is who basically uh, approves, what, 80%? They guarantee uh, 80 to 85% of the loans that are out there for small businesses. So if you go to a bank to get a loan, you know, to open a business, you're usually going to get a small business loan, an SBA loan. And that SBA loan is guaranteed by the government, and it basically says if you default on that loan, the SBA is going to pay ninety percent of that loan for you, eighty percent of that loan. So the SBA is a big thing. So that, that, that's, that's what that that's what that award was about. And then, you know, I've had awards for I don't even know what they are. Different, you know, in, in Tulsa, my city, I'm in. Um, I'm sort of a I do well at my businesses, and so I've received some awards for I don't know, distinguished men of the businessman of the year. It, it, it probably means that I've. Uh, You know, done a good enough job with enough customers that someone nominated me. Um, Some U.S. Chamber Awards I've won for quality. Those mean more to me because uh, Lean Six Sigma and Six Sigma are quality standards that are hard to achieve. And with one of my businesses, we provided entertainment for close to 4,000 events a year uh, with over 95, 96% customer satisfaction, which is tough to do when you're doing weddings, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, those are kind of some of the different awards we've won there
1: this all kicked off in college. You were a DJ. Yes. And your, uh, your, your nickname was DJ. I'm very pale. Is that correct?
2: Well, okay. <laughs> my name was, my name was uh, people always called me DJ Clavis or DJ clay. <laughs> and, um, and I basically like probably the palest man on the planet and i love working like to me working is my worship like i would rather work on workflows and checklists and operations manuals and procedure i I just love it i'd rather be doing search engine all day than like you know going to the beach i just that's what i do you know Mm -hmm. so people uh noticed man you don't go outside ever like bro like ever (laughs) you know bro you need to have some carotene and some you know beta carotene you want some carrots bro you want some lights what do you need and, you know, people joke about they're going to put lights in the building to help me, you know. And so I just became known as America's uh, pretty – people would be kind of rip on me for being pale. So I basically started to call myself America's most pale man. <laughs> I just so, I saw that on the
1: site and loved it.
2: Yeah, so now I get – and I use speaking events. It's hilarious. But I'm doing a speaking event for some major corporation, and you'll have the event planned. And now our, our speaker today uh, was the Entrepreneur of the Year for the Small Business Administration. Uh, he is the America's most pale man. And, uh, you know, and you hear people use it now cause I guess they're Googling and finding things about me. And so I'm like, this is hilarious. So it's a, that's
1: good, it. it. It's a good one though. It it adds that personal level, which I think gets stripped away sometimes in the business world. And I think like we interviewed Brene Brown and she really changed my life because we all seek connectivity. And for some reason, when we step outside our front door, And we go into business and for profit and cutthroat. It's like you can't be who you are. And so it's just it's refreshing to see. Okay, Okay, let's do it.
2: There's a word I want to call out there. I'm I'm going to call this word. It's a very scientific word. It's a word that carries a lot of meaning in all all the cultures across the world. It is jackassery. (laughs) And what happens is, is that we as a as a people at the age of 10, 12, people say, what do you want to do when you grow up, Chris? What do you want to do, John? What do you want to do, Ed? What do you want to do? And everyone says, I want to be a baseball player. I want to be an astronaut. I want to open a building company. I want to build. I want to build houses. I want to have fire trucks. I want to. But then we get to the age of 18, jackassery starts to happen. We start to have this social pressure to fit in. So we're like, I will go to college. I'm going to college. Why are you going to college? Because most people go to college. I'm going to college. I'm in this cult of I'm going to college. Here we go. And then you're 25, and now you're, I'm going to buy a car. I'm going to get a big car loan. That's what I'm doing. And it's almost this zombie state of jackassery. We're not even living anymore. We're alive, but we're not living. I'm going to get a mortgage. I'm going to get a 30-year mortgage and buy a house, and I'm going to get myself a car. I'm going to have my student loans till I'm 65. And then when we get to be, something horrible happens in our life. We get a disease, someone dies, something breaks. All of a sudden we're like, wait a minute, I need to start living. And then that's when most people become an entrepreneur.
1: You know, I just got goosebumps. It happens, I don't know, one every 20 episodes or something, because that's exactly what happened to me. Like to the T. I mean, all these dreams, I was going to play baseball until I was about 18, and I was like, oh, I'm not quite good enough. You know, could have maybe played D1, but would have never gone pro. And so I said, okay, what's next? I'm going to do finance. So I do finance, get the most expensive, you know, highest-paying job I can. I buy a brand-new Infinity. My car payments were, I think, 600 bucks a month. Um, yeah, it was crazy. And then I worked, you know, as a robot, and then started dealing with really bad anxiety over the situation I was in and panic attacks and all that. And it woke me up. And from that day forward, everything's changed. And it's, I've heard a couple of people say that, but for you to kind of hit the nail on the head that something has to wake people up often to realize, okay, uh, I need to live life a little bit differently.
2: Well, here's the thing if you're, if you're, you know, if someone's listening to this right now, I believe that you're here at an appointed time to hear this conversation for a specific reason. You might believe it's just luck and it might just be like, well, man, it just was luck that I listened to that. Whatever. The point is you're listening to this. But I can say that there is a Cheryl, Dr. Cheryl Dweck. uh, She is a a professor at Stanford. Um, She wrote a book called The Growth Mindset. And what she talks about is that, Almost nobody in the world believes that they have the power to change their circumstances and to grow. All of the research they're doing at Stanford. We're talking about all these academics, professors, professors working together, theses. They're doing the research, and they're saying almost nobody believes that their life can get better, and they have the power to ordain their own destiny. But yet, there's about 5% of people who do believe they can ordain their destiny.
0: So I'm just asking
2: you right now, if you're listening to this, do you believe you have the power to change your destiny? Because I know that you can. All you have to do is begin to change your mindset. That's step one. How do you change your mindset? Listen to great stuff like this. Step two is change your routine. We can talk about that more, but change your routine. Three, change your results. And so right now, my friend, right now, I am in the process of changing my routine majorly starting April 1st, like huge changes starting April 1st
1: what do you need to change? You're a successful businessman. I mean, I, you know, you got a great family. Like what, what
2: we're building a startup. We're spending you know, millions of dollars building this online school. I luckily made enough money to do it. We have these venture capital partners and things are going great. But let, we let me tell you something, you know, there's, there's, there's spirit, mind, body, relationships, and finances. That's the five areas of equilibrium of balance, spirit, mind, body, relationships, finances. Spiritually, I've kept my game in check. Mentally, I've been learning more than I've ever learned in my entire life in the past three years. Unbelievable case studies and research. Um, relationships, my relationships have never been stronger in the business world. Finances have never been better. But physically, I haven't been able to prioritize fitness because I had to make a decision hey, I'm going to, for the next year, put that aside and focus on these areas. You're right? I mean, I made an intentional decision, I changed my routine. So now I'm I'm changing my routine so that now, just like I used to do, I'm getting up at 4 a.m. and working out every day now. You know? Wow. I'm going back. I I did that old school. Now I'm going back. I'm going back to like Warren G. and Regulators. I was playing basketball, working out in the morning. I'm going back to that routine, and I'm starting to get those good results. And then I also want to have 50 fruit trees. That's a big goal of mine is to have 50 fruit trees on a sort of a – uh, Yoda, sort of a Dagobah, uh, my own little off-the-reservation off the house, you know. So I'm currently looking for Dagobah with my, I plant my trees, and I think I just found it. So I'm going to be going from the gated suburban deal, moving out into the land, putting my fruit trees up.
0: And now, a brief message from our sponsor. We live in amazing times. You have a smartphone, smart cars. What about a smart home? SmartThings has created an easy way to control, automate, and secure every aspect of your home, and you don't have to be a tech genius to install and use it. That's exactly why they were named one of the top 10 coolest gadgets of the year by Time magazine. SmartThings instantly turns your normal home into a smart home. Lights, locks, thermostats, security, you name it. With SmartThings, it's all connected through a single app that works on iPhone, Android, and Windows phones. I've got a dog at my apartment and he's actually locked me out of my house so I always worry about him being able to jump up, open the door, get out and with SmartThings I can set it up when there's unexpected motion or entry that'll send me a text message straight to my phone and I won't have to worry about my dog Tucker. With no required monthly fees and kits starting at $189, SmartThings is affordable for everyone. And for our listeners, it's even more affordable. Get 10% off any home security or solution kits when you go to smartthings.com slash smart people. Once you try it, you won't know how you lived without the peace of mind and convenience SmartThings brings to your life. Seriously. What are you waiting for? Get 10% off any SmartThings home security or solution kit and free shipping in the U.S., just go to smartthings.com slash smart people.
1: You know I, we got to hang out sometime because honestly, my favorite song of all time is "Regulators." I just had. I mean, <laughs> it's it's crazy. I always imagined when I would step to the plate in in Major League Baseball that was the that was how I was going to step to the plate. Just the the first line of regulators. Uh, anyways, no, and I and I love that about routine too because I heard a great quote once that said, "There's people who work and there's people who work out." No one does both. And I and I love that because the past couple years as I've been trying to build my lifestyle, definitely the physical activity has waned.
2: Let's talk about that for just a second. Yeah, because you know, I take my wife on a date. I take my kids every single Friday on a on a on like a dad date with all the kids and my wife. Every Friday night, okay? Every single Saturday, I take my wife on a date, and every single Sunday from three to five, we have this thing called the fam jam. And I, and I throw out a theme. So I'm like, today's theme is St. Patrick's Day. So we need everyone to bring whatever Irish food that you can – and whatever stereotypical Irish food you can think of, you're going to bring that. Or we're going to do Tom Brady Fam Jam. We're going to bring anything that's clam chowder, Boston-related. I want the crab legs. I want the whole deal. Let's do it. And so we do these theme family dinners. And we get together. My extended family, you know, my brother-in-law now works with me. I brought on my dad. I hired him a few years ago. That's a routine I've developed. And anyone listening to this, you can come up with your own routine. And absent from my routine was working out because I'm not exaggerating. Between the hours of four a.m. and seven, I have been reading case studies and laying out our growth models for a year, from four in the morning to seven. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Let's
1: actually let's talk about that. I I had this written down. I read in a an interview you did that um, you have some of your best ideas at 3 a.m after a bath and yeah. that you pull all-nighters regularly
2: okay well okay let's let's break that down real okay quick. please uh, do one is I am in the bath between the hours of usually 3 a.m depends on what day like today if I'm looking at my alarm clock here um, my alarm today went off at um, at 1:45 uh, a.m. today okay?
1: You better have gone to bed at 5 p.m. Like, uh, that infuriates me.
2: I went to bed, like, at, like, 9 o'clock. Okay. So, I try to get five hours of sleep. The other day, I woke up at 434, but I was in the bath from 145 till 345, and I'm in there reading my case studies, looking at our workflows, trying to make them better. That's what I was doing, and I do that all the time. I try to get a consistent five to six hours of sleep every day. If you're listening to this, maybe you need seven hours or eight hours, that's fine. But just get in a routine where you, because you have to have that quiet time to think. And what Thomas Edison discovered, this is the guy with more patents than anybody in the world, is when you are super tired, this thing called delirium sets in, where you literally are so tired, you're delirious. And you no longer are limited by the thoughts of, like, have you ever noticed when you're delirious, everything's super funny or super terrible? Oh, yeah. Where you're like, ha, that's delirious. Oh, my gosh. I will fight you, you know, like <laughs> you have these huge, like, swings and polarity. And I have found that a lot of times if I, I can't find the solution to an idea, I'm like, that's it. I'll go to bed at 9, I'm getting up at 3, I'm not at my bath from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. I'm not getting out of that bath till I have the answer. And I'll just sit there and marinate on it.
1: It scares me a little because I am the person that anything less than 7, not a chance. And 7 hours of sleep, like, don't even talk to me. But I'm an eight, nine-hour, and I go, I will never be – I think to myself, I will never be successful at sleeping that much.
2: Yeah. Maybe you have to, maybe you have to be the eight-hour guy. My my partner um, on Thrive, uh, Dr. On, on Thrive15.com, Dr. Zellner, he's actually the CEO. I asked him to be the CEO, and I'm the COO and founder. Um, Dr. Zellner, he actually likes to go to bed at 11, and he likes to get up um, consistently at 7. So, but for him, his quiet time, because the problem is you got Facebook updates, you got tweet updates, you got emails, you have texts. You have to turn it off. There's a book called Hooked that just came out. It's a case study on why people do things. And the average American is now checking their smartphone 150 times a day mm. for some reason. Well, you can't sustain thought like that. You need to set aside, I'd say, two, three hours a day to think
1: do you have any structure behind that or do you just let your mind go and see what comes up?
2: Very structured. I have a, a Lee Cockrell, uh, who's one of our mentors on drive 15.com. He wrote a book called time management magic. And Lee used to manage Walt Disney world, you know, 40,000 employees. Um, David Robinson has been a big mentor in my life. You know, obviously won championships, and he had, but, but he's had huge success off of the basket, off of the NBA basketball And both of those guys, what they'll do is they'll get up and they'll look at their to-do list. And they'll begin to think, what are all the things I need to do today? Okay, I need to take my kids to school. Maybe you're saying I take my kids to school. In my case, i got to get the dry cleaning done. I've got to find a house on seven acres in the middle of nowhere. Cool. I've got to talk to Lizbeth, my assistant, to make sure she knows she did a great job. I wrote on my list today, I need to call this young man to appreciate him. I wrote on my list, there's one guy in my my life, his father just passed away. I wrote on my list today to give him a call of encouragement. I wrote on my list, I need to get myself, uh, get get my wife some some organic uh, chocolate bars. You know, I I try to hit on my wife every day. So I wrote there, get her an organic chocolate bar. But I, I literally go through spirit, mind, body, relationships, and finances. Those five areas. Spirit, mind, body, relationships, and finances. And I ask myself, spiritually, how am I not happy today? What do I need to do? Mentally, how am I not happy? What do I need to do? Financially, how am I not happy? What do I need to do? Physically, how am I not happy? And I, and I go relationships. How am I not happy? What do I need to do? And then once you write all those items down, then you're going to organize them according to Lee and his system at Disney World. It's amazing. They managed 40,000 40, 40, people this way, all the leadership that did this. But then you put on there, you write, is it, is it, is it, is it urgent? Because urgent means it has to happen today. So, my wife is gorgeous, and I'm definitely gonna have to keep tricking her into staying married to me, you know? <laughs> so, I'm gonna definitely get that organic, you know, Justin's peanut butter deal at Whole Foods. I'm doing that whole peanut butter cup thing for sure. I'm also for sure gonna call that guy. I'm also gonna for sure get that workflow done. I'm gonna for sure work out. I'm gonna for sure. And I put them on there, and you wanna get those items. And then the next is vital those items that, you know, you, you wanna do, but you might not have time today. Like, you know, and then the the final area is the not, not important. And that's crap that people tell you they want you to do, but you don't even need to do it. Hmm. That's like returning a voicemail from a guy who's trying to sell you a timeshare and you don't want a timeshare and you don't know the dude. Hmm. That's like returning the call from the, that's like responding to your Facebook messages when there's a dude you went to school with in third grade who was mean then who posts naked pictures of himself now. And you don't, all you really want to, you know, you don't need to respond to his message. You just need to befriend that dude. I like that. Like
1: a little bit of the clean it up. Clean out the closet a little bit. Go, go yeah. a little more lean. Lean startup, lean life, all that good stuff.
2: Yeah. Say no. You got to learn to say no. Say no all the time. Wake up every morning. Make that list. Spirit, mind, body, relationships, finances. Make the list and then ask yourself, what do I have to get done? What would I like to do if I have some time? What doesn't need to be done? And do that every day and you'll have a successful life.
1: Well, Clay, you know, I've loved this conversation. It's straight a little bit, you know, it wasn't, hey, here's what you do as an entrepreneur. But the good news is, that's what your new business is all about. So we got an inside look into some of your philosophies as well as some tangible benefits such as uh, the structure that we just discussed. But tell us about how people can kinda now go to the next level and learn more about entrepreneurship. We've talked about on the show the strength strength of mentors and your business, Thrive 15.
2: Well, basically thrive15.com is its 15 minute online uh, business courses, practical business courses that are taught by millionaires and everyday success stories. So you don't have like some theoretical professor who's never left the campus teaching you his about Mesopotamia and papyrus for the first three years while you're waiting to get into your major. This is like, you want to learn accounting? Boom, let's go in. The only prerequisite you have to have is is just a little bit of passion, but you can go on there and you can learn search engine optimization, sales, marketing, accounting, you know, uh, you can learn leadership. You can learn management. You can learn how to hire, how to fire. You can learn how to make an LLC. You can learn why you need an LLC. Learn how to invest. Learn how to buy real estate. You can learn it all, all there on on Thrive 15. And the whole idea is, if you'll take 15 minutes a day to study uh, the things you need to know to grow, you can absolutely change your life. And so we've had one lady on the side, and we have a whole bunch of people, but we had one lady in particular who has been on the site and she was like, I've struggled with for years with how to fire people. I just, I've never been able to do it. And now I'm thrive. I'm learning like specifically how to do it. It's great. It's liberating, you know, but she felt like she was almost like that the employees had become terrorists and she was like held hostage in her own business. You know, Uh, we had another guy that called me and said, I'm selling three new window installations a week. Well, to give you a context for him, that's for going from making like 40 grand a year to like 65 grand a year. So that's the difference between no health care and health care for this guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I feel like that. And so I'm just irrationally over the top passionate about teaching people these things they need to learn. And what's happening is, is the cost of education is skyrocketing, but the practicality of what they're, te- what they're teaching in this fast changing world has never gotten worse. And you know, so if the cost okay. is going up the practicality and, is going up. you know so the, 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 those two things are, are happening and we believe that thrive is if you're in the military if you're listening to this it's free for you forever because our country wouldn't be free without the military so we give you the hand up we call it we teamed up with the u.s chamber and it's a free subscription forever um, and if you're not in the military um it's 50 bucks a month so it's a you, you know it's month to month and you learn what you need to learn. And we had a, a final example I gave you a guy from Cornell University who is an architect, and he told us that he said that he's learned more on, on Thrive in two months than he learned in his entire four years at Cornell. Wow. And I will
1: say I got a chance to poke around, watch some videos, and the two well, three main things that stuck out to me is the quality of the instructors. As you as you mentioned, they've been there, done that. The quality of the video, which is very important these days. I mean, both the way it looks, sounds, all that. And then the message or the messages are delivered in a way that keeps, I mean, keeps your attention. There's some fun in there. There's some, I I really, and I've looked at a bunch. I mean, I've, I've done courses all over the place. And I just want to say, I, I really love what you guys are doing. I, I think it's great. I think this democratization of education and how to learn and how to do things is fantastic. And uh, I just want to say thanks for kind of leading that charge a little bit.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I, we have this thing on Thrive. We, we, we incorporate two, two main principles. Um, one is it's gamified edutainment. So the whole idea is it's entertaining education. It's kind of like a game. You earn points instead of, you know, degrees, you get points. Whoever gets the most points wins a big cash prize. And so we have that. For you, but we always teach everything we teach on Thrive. It's vetted in four ways. Uh, one, the person teaching it really knows what they're talking about. Two, we always cite all of our stats, statistics, quotes. I mean, so you have the supporting stats, you have the supported quotes. Then you have fun stories and, and and examples for you. So you have these the person teaching it solid. They have great supporting statistics, great supporting quotes, and then they have great examples right there, so you can leave and go. I actually get what they were talking about.
1: And I, I really appreciated this interview. It was it was fantastic. Thanks so much. Well,
2: I I don't, I don't I haven't seen your credentials, but I, I'm sure you're you're a great American.
1: <laughs> I do what I can. I do what I can. All
2: right, keep paying those taxes. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, thanks
0: so much. See you. Bye bye. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Smart People Podcast with Clay Clark. Don't forget to check out his website, Thrive Fifteen, and you can use our affiliate link thrive 15.com slash smart people that's thrive 15.com slash smart people as always if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode of smart people podcast please head over to itunes and stitcher leave a rating review comment all of that great stuff over there it truly does help out the show It helps us book great guests as well as gets the name out there. So thank you so much if you've gone over to iTunes and Stitcher and done that. And if you haven't, it takes a couple minutes. And don't forget, if you want to support the show, check out Future Advisor and Smart Things. We thank them so, so much for sponsoring this week's episode of Smart People Podcast. Stay tuned. We've got some great guests coming up and we'll see you next week.